0: This podcast is brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within federal, state, and local government agencies.
1: Hello, I'm Executive Editor Eric Chabro, and here are some of the top stories from GovInfoSecurity.com for the week ending Friday, March twenty fifth, 2011. The White House Office of Management and Budget issued its annual report to Congress on IT security. Among the details, cyber incidents in federal agencies rose by nearly 40% in fiscal year 2010, and nearly one-third of those incidents involved malicious code. OMB analyzed data collected by the United States Computer Emergency Readiness Team from federal, state, and local governments, commercial enterprises, American citizens, and foreign cert teams and OMB found that phishing represented more than half of the 107,000-plus cyber incidents compiled by U.S. CERT last year. OMB, in the report, estimated that federal civilian agencies on average earmarked three-quarters of their IT security budgets on personnel. The report showed that the federal government last year employed the equivalent of nearly 80,000 full-time IT security professionals. Nearly two-thirds of them were on the federal payroll, with the remaining working for contractors. But as the SANS Institute's Alan Power points out, fewer than 2% of government IT security personnel fall into a category he labels hunters and toolmakers, experts who have the deep knowledge to find vulnerabilities. I'll be back with more of this week's news highlights after this message.
0: Are you responsible for your agency's regulatory compliance program? Do cybercrime, data breaches, or endpoint security keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the GovInfoSecurity.com educational webinar library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit GovInfoSecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars.
1: Welcome back. The week after RSA revealed that its IT system was under a sophisticated attack, Targeting its Secure ID two factor authentication product, the security maker declined to comment when the virtual assault it described as an Advanced Persistent Threat, or APT. But weeks before the attack, I spoke with RSA Chief Technology Officer Brett Hartman, who in our conversation addressed the threat APT presents all types of organizations. Hartman characterized APT as insidious and very hard to detect, with the malware hiding before attacking.
2: It's not like something that just blasts through the front door and deletes your hard drive and you know, or attempts to, right? It, it's very, very pernicious and very narrowly focused part of the challenge around advanced persistent threat is, again, it's defense in depth, but it's first of all recognizing that those countermeasures measures we put in place to prevent that advanced persistent threat to infiltrate the system are just by definition less and less effective. The fact that the complexity of the stack is so great, there's so much code, it's impossible to get rid of every last vulnerability that exists in that stack. They're, they just We just see it over and over again. as as people keep writing code and making patches and making multi-million line application stacks, there will be vulnerabilities, and some small percentage of APTs will get through. And so what that means, especially in APTs, is the shift of emphasis less so. It doesn't go away, but less so on infiltration and more so in terms of detecting an exploitation, trying to prevent it if possible, but even if you can't prevent it, then trying to do something about it so it doesn't happen again. That's hard because it's so targeted. The fact is that when you move to that exploitation, chances are that's going to look a whole lot like typical application access. You know, if it's an exploitation, say, if we're talking about moving money or, say, accessing somebody's uh, patient record, it may not be that much different than what a, what a human being would do. So part of the trick in an APT is to, I, I think, being able to tie different sources of evidence up and down the stack together, to have a higher degree of confidence that this is truly an exploitation and not just something that a typical user is doing.
1: To listen to or read a transcript of the interview with RSA's Brett Hartman and read our extensive coverage on the RSA incident and other news of the week, please go to govinfosecurity.com. That's it for this week. I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your weekend and have a great week ahead.
0: This podcast has been brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.GovInfoSecurity.com.